you know, I was smiling as you were talking, Dave. Last night I played I played hockey last night, first time I've played in months and months. I put my equipment on the same way without even thinking about it. When you talk yeah. about micro habits, yeah. right? It's almost like this non-thinking. And even for you, Abby, as you're as you were talking, I think to get to a place with something like that, which is obviously much more important than putting on hockey equipment, but you know, like right. you almost do it without thinking. Mm-hmm. It. Yep. It's a form. It's it's formative in it's some dialed sense. In. Yeah. Right. Welcome to Hallway Conversations. We're a trio of educators who have plenty of questions about teaching and learning and school culture, and we believe in the value of collaboration and reflection as we seek to keep growing as teachers. So this podcast is our place for thinking out loud together about issues in education and why they might matter to Christian educators. Welcome to the conversation. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Hallway Conversations. My name is Matt Beamers. I'm Abby DeGroat. And I'm Dave Mulder. Thanks for joining us, everyone. Dave and Abby, it's good to see you. The day we're recording this is our first day of class after Christmas break. So I trust that you and your students are flourishing so far. So far, so good. So far, so good. (laughs) Hey, before we get to the check-in question, I'd like your insights into something very important. All three of us are on Twitter. Mm -hmm. And you might have noticed people posting these pictures of what looks like random green squares. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. In fact, it's come up in our even our own little group chat (laughs) with each other when we text. I did a bit of research because I love research. That's what we do. And I discovered that there's this game called Wordle Mm -hmm. that seems to be taking the world by storm. You just introduced me to it like two days ago. Yeah. What's up with Wordle? Like, what I would like. I'm some, brand new. I would like some instant analysis. Yep. Like, yep. why is this? Why in your mind? Why did this take off that way? Yeah. I think partly for me, and I don't know. I don't. But partly for me, the delight of having one word a day. Yeah. That, mm-hmm. that I just get to play the game one time a day. It takes me five minutes, whatever. But there's something about the brain exercise on yeah. that. And I tend to not share. I came across it on Twitter because I see yeah. all these people like, what are these weird boxes? Yeah. So I Googled yeah. it because I'm curious. And yeah. it, it's such a meme, right? Like the yeah. way we think about memes spreading through culture yeah. and stuff. It yeah. is. Yeah. It's that. It's crazy. But no. it's fun. Oh, it's challenging too, right? Like, yeah. and it's, it's completely, like, it's not risky. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? So just it. it's just yeah. it's just fun. I'm really struggling with today's word. That's I like it's harder than it looks sometimes. But that yeah. just be maybe that uh, that says something about me more than, than <laughs> Do you wait, do you not do it all together? Do you like do it and then wait? I got I got stuck on the fifth like I have one level oh, left. Guess so and you just quit? I had to walk away, Abby. Oh, <laughs> see I can't do it like that. I have to go all the way. He's got to think some more about I it. i got to yeah. think some more about it. Oh, <laughs> totally. interesting. All right. Anyways, Wordle, folks, if you haven't done it, check, check it, it out. out. Tons yeah. of fun. All right. Now for a more formal check-in question. <laughs> so I would like you guys to think about what is one habit as a child that was really important to your parents? So what is one habit that was mm-hmm. really important to your parents? Mm-hmm. So, so my mom and dad listened to this podcast back in British Columbia. Oh, yeah. Hello. So, hello. Hello, <laughs> hello Mr. Mom and Dad. <laughs> All right. They'll love that. So, for example, my parents insisted wherever we went that we took our shoes off at the door. Oh, yeah. Like, the thought of us walking through, the thought for my mom that her kids would be walking through a house with shoes on mm-hmm. was mortifying for her. So, yeah. we always had to take our shoes off. And not only that, at the Beamer's household growing up, there was a front door and a back door. And the front door was 
always locked. It was sort of like reserved for formal company, oh, yeah. of which I apparently was not. So I have this memory of knocking on that door every day, and I mean every day, knocking on that door and hearing my mom call from inside, use the back door. And I did that every day, and my mom never broke. Like, she never broke. I always she knocked. Ever, did she ever stop yelling? Nope. I no. always knocked. <laughs> she always called, and I always used the back door. And I always took my shoes off when I went through the back door. So, so those are two two habits I'm thinking about today. This idea of of habits and taking shoes off and using the back door. Mm-hmm. And God bless you, mom. I love you so much. Yeah. How about for you guys? Thinking about it, what's a habit that comes yeah. back as a memory? Yeah. So, so my mom. Um, my parents owned a bakery when I was young, and so they worked odd hours. And so when my sister and I woke up, they would always be gone because, as you know, the, the bakery yeah. hours, right, are, are heavily in the morning. And right. so neither one of them would be home when we would we would wake ourselves up. So we learned to set alarms early in life. Yeah. Um, my parents bought the bakery when I was five and my sister was seven. And so we would wake ourselves up, and my mom had literal lists laminated. I don't know if she actually laminated them or if she, like, put them in one of those, like, plastic binders, right? But she would write them out and tape them on our desks in our room, and we literally had to check them off about the things that we had to do in the morning before, like, we went to school. And we tease her about it sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) But it instilled very much a sense of these are the responsibilities that you have for the day and getting ready for the day. And also, my sister and I will both, we're both highly independent people. Both of us are. And there's something there. Yeah, there is something there, right? And I think her, she can already see that in her college daughter. Mm -hmm. I have kids who, you know, my oldest is 11. They have responsibilities before I get home in the afternoon when they get off the bus. And so I think some of that stuck Mm -hmm. a little bit, maybe. That's interesting. Yeah. Good story. Mm-hmm. Mine is very mundane, but I, I'm thinking about dental hygiene. All the time. <laughs> there you go. I love it. <laughs> and my folks, I, and I, I'm not like they both had terrible teeth or something like that, but neither had great teeth. I, I don't think any of I have three siblings, and all four of us, I don't think a single one of us has had a cavity. Come on. Not yeah. one. Not one. Like, of the four of us. And I'm 45, and I'm the oldest, right? But come on, right? Like... Not a single one of us. Something. And I want to make like, fun of you for that, but I, I know, know. that's amazing. Like brushing teeth, and we had our little fluoride treatments that we did, and all, like, like it matters. I've never had a cavity. That's I'm a, very impressed. It's kind of weird. Yeah, that's right. literally unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> but it is true. Yeah. A little foretaste of the kingdom hey, right there. there no, <laughs> no cavities. Guys, the, the reason I ask this question is I am... Uh, reading or rereading parts of an amazing book by James Clear. Some of our uh, listeners might be familiar with it. It's called Atomic Habits, and it's about tiny changes and remarkable results. And I really recommend it. It's um, it, yeah, it's just a really powerful book, and it's been a real encouragement to me. And mm-hmm. and habits are have become a really important part of my life. Just and I've shared a bit with you guys about my story of of struggling when I was younger in school and making it hard for myself yeah, at times. Yeah. And, and a big part of that was I, I just had some poor habits, to be honest with you, that, that, that I took with me into my undergrad program. I had to be really intentional, actually, about making some choices around habits um, that have really put me on a different trajectory, a different trajectory in, trajectory in my profession, 
professional life. Now I'm stumbling over words, which is wonderful. Uh, maybe Dave will edit that out. Maybe he won't. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, but anyway, so Atomic Habits. Here's what James Clear says about Atomic Habits. He he begins the book by um, talking about an ice cube on a table. And, you know, if you put it on a, in a room that's at 25 degrees Fahrenheit, that's minus four for Canadian listeners, <laughs> and you slowly turn the temperature up one degree every time. Nothing happens until all of a sudden you get above freezing, so 32 degrees or plus one. And even though you've changed the increment, the temperature, the same increment every time, something ha happens eventually, and that ice mm. cube begins to melt. And so Clear talks about this, where he says, he says, by now you've probably realized that an atomic habit refers to a tiny change, a marginal gain, a 1% improvement. But atomic habits are not just any old habits, however small. They're little habits that are part of a larger system. Just as atoms are the building blocks of molecules, atomic habits are the building blocks of remarkable results. Habits are like atoms of our lives. Each one is a fundamental unit that contribute to your overall improvement. At first, these tiny routines seem insignificant, but soon they build on each other and fuel bigger wins that multiply to a degree that far outweighs the cost of their initial, initial investment. They are both small and mighty. This is the meaning of the phrase atomic habits, a regular practice or routine that is not only small and easy to do, but a source of incredible power, a component of the system of compound growth. <sighs> so my question for you is thinking about, um, I'm thinking about this professionally, or maybe you want to tie professional and personal. I'll, I'll let you guys take it where, where you sure. want to, but what are some habits I'm thinking as a teacher. Yeah. But go where you want with it. Some habits for you that you have that you have instilled into your career um, that maybe seemed small at a time, but you realize now have taken on, on significance and have really um, aided you in your pedagogy and in your yeah, your professional learning, professional mm -hmm. growth. So mm -hmm. Abigail, I'm looking at you or yeah. is there something that comes to mind That's in terms a great of habits? Concept. I really like that like concept. Yeah and putting a name to it. Um, one thing, so I'm at the beginning of the new semester with student teachers, and so it reminds me I've been visiting their rooms for the first oh, time, yeah. and so. they're starting a new semester doing this, right? Mm -hmm. um, and one thing I always tell student teachers, and I have for many years, that I do myself, that I think makes an incredible difference at the beginning of a lesson, is so often you don't realize it until you start to notice how often teachers just jump into the activity without any sort of orientation of what we're doing and why we're doing it. Sure. And the difference that pausing for even two minutes and saying, hey, here's where we left off yesterday, mm -hmm. here's what we're going to do today, and this is why it's important. Mm -hmm. Like those three things make a mm -hmm. huge difference in the trajectory of a lesson. Wow. Yeah. yeah, I was actually in a middle school room this fall where um, and I gave this advice after the lesson, but literally I heard a middle school, so she got to it, my student teacher got to the why at the end of the lesson, mm -hmm. um, and a middle school student literally looked at her and said, thanks for telling me that. I was wondering the whole time we were doing it why we were doing it. Oh, wow. And wow. what a powerful moment. Which is profound. Moment. It was yeah. profound. Yeah. And what a powerful moment for me to say, yes, that's why it's so important. Yeah. For you to get yeah. in the habit yeah. of yeah. orienting students at the beginning. This mm. is why this is important. Yeah. Remember that thing we did and yeah. we're going here. Yeah. So yeah. you need this piece to yeah. get to here. It just oh. makes such a huge difference in motivation on yeah. students' parts and kind of buy-in and just 
to help them give it something to hang on. Yeah. But, but I even imagine motivation for, for us as teachers, right? right? To know right. why you're doing yes. what you're doing. And it will help you with clarity, right? Yeah. If you set a purpose, your yeah. your goals will fall yeah. in line a little bit yeah. more have clearly, you, too. If you said this already, I apologize, but have you always done this? Have you always know. oriented? Like, where did this... Is there a I don't specific know. That's okay. a great question that I don't know the answer to. I always remember thinking of like having a why for units, but I don't know when it filtered down into my daily the practice. Daily yeah. Right? I'm not sure if that was the end of my high school, yeah. middle high school career or when I got I don't know. Yeah. It's brilliant. But, I love that though, as as a as a habit, as a micro practice to just yes. normalize for yourself to say like every time mm-hmm. when I'm planning a this lesson. This is what we did last time. This is what we're doing today. Yeah. This is why it's important. Yeah, Dave, I really like the language there of normalizing micro habits. Yes. Yeah, like I really can you just. What, what do so, you mean when you say that? Well, I guess for myself, I my wife gives me a hard time sometimes because I am a creature of habit. She yeah. will say that, and I don't like that phrase, yeah. but I know it's true for me. Like to the point, like I have an order that I tend to do things, not an obsessive compulsive kind of way, but in the in the morning when I'm, I ha- I have a routine, mm-hmm. and if my routine gets disrupted, I will be a half hour late for work because like I've got it dialed down, mm-hmm. you know, at that level, right? Um, and so I think that there is something about that to say like it's okay to have normal practices and they can be these very small things that you line them all up these micro habits then right um but yeah even to the point like okay if i'm gonna make my little egg sandwich that i often make for breakfast like i have a sequence to the way that i do that and then the whole process from when i open the fridge until i'm sitting down to eat it it's three minutes because i got it kind of dialed in right and that sounds very obsessive compulsive that sounds like a runny egg Right. Oh no! No, it's perfect. It's exactly perfect. Okay, we put a couple weeks ago. We put a recipe on for guacamole, <laughs> folks. There will be Dave's three-minute egg recipe. Uh, I, don't well, I don't know, man. But, yeah, okay. I could, I could share. Yeah. No, I, I just really like the language. Yeah. I really like the language of that. I, you know, I was smiling as you were talking, Dave. Last night I played, I played hockey last night. First time I've played in months and months. And I realized that's not even true. Come on, no, (laughs) on the pump, but formal, like at the rink, at the rink. Sorry, and (laughs) and I realized I hadn't played. It's been it's been actually quite a while. I put my equipment on the same way without even thinking about it. When you talk about micro habits, yeah, right. It's almost like this non-thinking. And even for you, Abby, as you're as you were talking, I think to get to a place with something like that, which is obviously much more important than putting on hockey equipment, but you know, like right. you almost do it without thinking mm-hmm. it. Yep. It's a form, it's, it's formative in, so in that in. sense. Yeah. Right. Dave, how about, I mean, you mentioned it yeah. in, but how about in a, no. in a professional <laughs> Education sense? Education, yeah. Um, so this is a silly one, but I got in the habit of doing this habit of doing this when I was in grad school. Um, I had to turn off notifications for like absolutely oh, everything. Yeah. Wow. And so on my phone, the only notifications I get on my phone anymore are texts and, and phone calls. And other than that, I've turned off every notification. And I carried this to the point where um, like, if, if I need to be really focused on something, I will close my email. On, on my laptop mm-hmm. um, because I, I can't like that little ping and, like, it, yeah. and it's designed to capture and hijack our attention right like that that is the purpose of those notifications and it works and it works right and so that's a, a habit that I've gotten into and I still do this right like if, if I'm going to do email like that's not the way I think of it right like now I will open my email and I'll you know spend my half hour whatever it is yeah. 
And sometimes I forget to close it. But if I'm moving on to another task, that's a habit that I've gotten myself into. Mm -hmm. If I'm feedbacking for students, I, like, I will close my email because yeah. that's hard enough work as it is for me to stay focused yeah. on it. And if that little ping and all of a sudden I've got the little flag yeah. there that, oh, you got to, oh, let me check what their yeah. email is. And yeah. suddenly I'm derailed, right? And That's great advice because I'm such a, like, squirrel totally. when I'm, you oh, know. Oh, my goodness, yeah. 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 So yeah, those those are small things, but I think this is maybe what he's getting at in the, yeah. in the book here too, without having read this. But um, I think those are atomic habits, right? Mm -hmm. Like at the atom level for me to say, I don't need Instagram telling me that I've got, mm -hmm. the, you know, I don't need Twitter. Oh my goodness, I waste enough time on Twitter. If yeah. I had the notifications right. on, it's just yeah. constantly pulling my attention. Yeah, there. that's yeah. a great one. No, I uh, I think you I think you might have mentioned that somewhere along the line last year, and I turned off notifications on Twitter on my email. Yeah. Um, I just find it makes such a bit, it just gives you even a sense of control. I'll check. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm ready to yeah. we'll go yeah. check. Our, our, <laughs> our colleague in the theology department, uh, Justin Bailey, get, I'm reading a book I borrowed from him called uh, Seculosity, and it, he has a chapter on technology and just about yeah, the religious nature of technology in our mm -hmm. life. And then he oh, talks yes. a little bit about, you know, it's, it's, it's a bit like the the dog's cat scratching at the door, right? It, it just, we automatically get up, we go to it, right? Mm -hmm. Like it just, the be, the the ding of our phone just for, like we just respond to it. Right. It just has a control over, control over And that's over any technology, right? Like yeah. Thoreau famously wrote, yeah. like we don't ride the railroad, right? It rides it upon us. us. So right. yeah. it's been that way, like any new Yeah, thing. no, it's true. It's For time and eternity, there's been a sense of, yeah. of those yeah. things yeah. controlling us. As I was reading the book, I, I thought about, um, so Dave Skelhaus was a professor and mentor and now a friend of mine yeah. um, in my undergrad. And uh, so I was a high school English teacher uh, before I went into school administration. And he pulled me aside one day, I think it was my senior year, probably right before I, would, I was going to do my student teaching at a local high school. And he just really, in a poignant and beautiful and safe way, um, just really impressed upon my heart the need to take the time to plan well. Mm -hmm. um, you know, he, he kind of said, you know, a lot of teachers, they can they can get by without planning well or they can rely on their um, charisma or, you know, yeah, like, yeah. and he's like, he's like, and you could do all that, Matt. And he says, You'll, you're, you're, you're teaching and your students will be the less because of that. Mm -hmm. And he said, I remember he even said very specifically, he says, you know, I've been doing this for, for almost 30 years at, at that time. And he pulled out like kind of a yellow sticky note. He says, even if even if it's just now after 30 years going going into class with a sticky note, I always come with something prepared. I never come with not not being prepared. And and I just I feel like that was really important for me to hear at that time. Kind of yeah. being a young teacher, I was 22 or 23 probably having the arrogance to think that I could pull it off without planning right. well, mm -hmm. and at times probably being able to get away with it. And I feel like, um, you know, I spent so much time that first year I was teaching in, in Montana. Like I had the habit, you know, I'd come home at about 5, 5.30, um, Bev and I would have dinner together, and I'd go back to school until, until 9 o'clock, mm -hmm. 9.30. Um, and it was, I mean, that was, it was tough. Like I spent a little, but it was because of Dave's kind of, it's like do it well, and if you do it well in your first or second year, it's going to set you on a course yeah. the yeah. rest of your the rest of your teaching career. And if you don't do it well, you're going to spend a lot more time recovering. Yeah, right. And so, 
I'm planning, planning well with something. So Dave Scalhaus, if you're listening, thank you for, for that advice. Dave Robbie, is there a second thing that comes to mind for you? Kind of as you were talking about planning, right? I think using a learning management system. So in our case, it's Canvas yeah. here, yep. right? But I know lots of other ones: Moodle, right. Desire to Learn, Schoology. Right. When I was at in high school in K twelve, we used Google Classroom. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the the addition of that ability to plan and mm -hmm. to have things laid out for students oh, yeah. and to have a like I call it a learning guide now. This is what we're doing mm -hmm. for the week. Here's all the handouts you need. Here's the plan. Here's your assignment, yeah. right? Yeah. To have that in yeah. front of students and that ability to do so has made my teaching better, wow. right? Yeah. So that practice of, and, and not everybody uses them the same way, sure. and I'm not saying that you have to use the learning management mm -hmm. system to be a good teacher, but for me, that ability to like look at a week and say, okay, here's the plan, mm -hmm. here's where it all lives, so that I don't have to constantly be thinking about copies or yeah. what we're doing or where sure. where am I at in yeah. the semester yeah. or, yeah. you know, um, so that has made a big difference in my own teaching. Do you get feedback from students about the resources being available? They like that it. Way? Yeah. Yeah. That's been yeah. my experience too, mm -hmm. uh, by and large, and I think students They like too, a clear plan. Yes. They like it to show up in their little list yep. of things to do. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yep. Yeah. So that's again like leveraging those tools mm -hmm. in, in ways that are going to have some hopefully tangible right. benefits. And I'm for saying students. this also at the beginning of a semester when I've just spent a lot of time setting up yeah, right. my <laughs> Canvas page yeah. for the semester. Yeah, yeah. And I think I complained to you today yeah. again about how much work it is. It's a lot of work yeah, to yeah. make sure all of the details because I yeah. switch obviously some things up from semester to yeah. semester. I switch yeah. some weeks around this time. And so to go back in and make sure all those links line up. Yeah. All the dates, all the times, because my class times switch. Yeah. It is a lot of work, details. but the yeah. details matter. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. For students. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking now about habits in in the classroom too, like some of the things that I tend to do when I'm connecting with students. And yeah, I, I think I've mentioned on the podcast before. This my thing about names. Names don't come easy for me. Mm. It takes a lot of work for me mm -hmm. to learn students' names. But being able to call students by name, that yeah. is a habit for me, and it yeah. pays off uh, mm -hmm. every time. It, it, yeah. it's never time wasted, right? Yeah. How um, do you learn names, Dave? So I have a couple of strategies. One, I have a beginning of the year activity that I always do an intro at the beginning of the semester activity, um, where I just have the students make a bit of a word cloud, and I put their have them put their name at the center of it, Aww. and um, like write it out phonetically. Even if you think I know how to say it, yeah. write it out phonetically because I want to say I want to say your name. Right. Yeah. And then I typically have one of our workspace students actually uh, put their photos on the back of them. So I make flashcards for myself. Oh, actually. nice. And that sounds very low tech and silly yeah. to do it that way, but it really helps me. Because then yeah. I'm looking at the face and I'm like, do I know the name on this one? Or then mm -hmm. I'll like have, look at the name side of it and check faces yeah. that way. And yeah, that's, that's silly and it's small, but it, it matters. Mm -hmm. Right. And the um, one The one thing I do to myself in the first week is make sure I have something physical to hand back. Oh yeah, to in the first two that, weeks, right? because yeah, then, sure. like, and sometimes I'll have to go slyly back up to my podium and look at my yep. right yeah. to make sure Try I'm hitting the right, right person. One. But just that physical act of yeah. like literally putting a name to a person right. is yeah. the thing that always makes it click in my brain. Yeah, um, yeah. another micro. Um, habit for, for doing that is um, those first couple weeks of the semester, I try to always call students by name when I'm talking to them. Mm -hmm. So like if they volunteer something in class and if I can't remember their name, like remind me your name. Yeah. And, and just yeah. be humble enough uh, to admit it that I don't know it yet 
And I tell the students that, like, since I only see you once or twice a week, it's going to mm-hmm. take me four weeks to get all your names down, but I will get them. And, yeah. yeah, to keep devoting the yeah. time to that. All right, folks, we thank, we want to thank you for joining us here. If you have feedback about today's podcast or you want to share one of your micro habits with us or if you have a question that we can circle around on a future podcast, please don't have, hesitate to send us an email to hallwayconvospod at gmail.com. That's hallwayconvospod at gmail.com. Friends, we know that your time is valuable. We want to thank you for joining us today for another Hallway Conversation. So whether it is this day, this week, this month, or this school year, we hope that the Lord gives you what you stand in need of. As you go into your week, we want to offer you this blessing. May the road rise up to meet you. May the wind be always at your back. May the sunshine warm upon your face. The rains fall soft upon your fields. And until we meet again, may God hold you in the palm of his hand. Thanks for joining us, everyone. Have a good day. This podcast was quite literally dreamed up during one of our actual hallway conversations. Our music is by Ethan Mulder. Hallway Conversations is an independent podcast created and produced by Matt Beamers, Abby DeGroat, and Dave Mulder. Thanks for listening.